Hello, queens. Thank you so much for joining the Queen Talk podcast. This is your host, Shamaya Monique, and we are episode nine into our new series, the Love Jones series. So, hubby and I are back. Mm-hmm. Say hello, babe. Hello. <laughs> Anything else? Um. Well, no, let's just go ahead and, and jump into it. Let's so, into it. Um, our last episode, we talked about how we met and it kind of went into this topic that we kind of wanted to, um, discuss and that is how to position yourself for marriage. And, um, well, go ahead, babe. Like, what, what do you think that means? Well, depends on what, which perspective you're looking from. Mm-hmm. Would you say the man's perspective or the oh, woman's perspective? Both the woman and the man. Like, how can a woman or how can a man position themselves for marriage? Or why is positioning yourself for marriage um, even necessary or well, I think important? We could, stop. we could start with that. From a man's perspective on how to position themselves. I think in today's society, the first thing that they need to have established is themselves. They need right. to financially... As a man. As a man. Mm-hmm. This is my personal belief. As a man, mm-hmm. you need to have your own car, mm-hmm. your own place, Um, and you need to have a financial plan for you Mm -hmm. so you know when you bring a woman into your life um, you're able to support her now that doesn't mean that you know you gotta find somebody that's making less than you or Mm -hmm. is not as far along in their career. I mean, you could absolutely have someone making three times as much as you, but I think it's important for a man to have its own. And then I think that it's important for a man to be a husband before he is a husband. Mm -hmm. So to look for characteristics of what's important to him and a woman, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that be uh, her being family oriented, whether that be her um, the way that she looks and dresses at different times of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with men, physical is important, so you can't deny that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've got to make sure all of those things are align with what you're looking for so Mm -hmm. um, what about spiritually for the man what what how does he need to prepare himself spiritually in order to be a husband or for marriage well i think he's got to be obviously prayed up that's important right so you don't choose the wrong person (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then spiritually be grounded. You know, I think one of the best things that we could say about us was our commitment to not having sex prior to marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it was a tough decision. Right. And it was some tempting nights, but yeah. ultimately, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to do for the sake of going into the going marriage. Going into the marriage, right. So that was important. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. spiritually, you got to be grounded in order for God to bless it. So right. I think for a woman... Well, let me, let's do that. Let me do the woman and then we'll kind of piggyback off of each other. Go ahead. So I think for women, um, a lot of times we pray for God to send us the man, but a lot of times we don't pray for God to prepare us. And I think that is so important going into a marriage because you learn very quickly that you are the cultivator, you are the nurturer, you are going to always have things in mind that your husband is not going to have in mind. Um, a lot of times, he's not going to be um, thinking about, you know, little things around the house or little things in the marriage and things like that. So you are literally the person who will, not to say your husband won't, but you will be in the position of the marriage to literally cover your home and to cover your husband, cover your children in prayer. And I think that's really huge because that's where the submission comes in at. Because there are going to be things in your marriage where your husband isn't going to um, change overnight about. And there's things, you know, in the marriage that you're going to have to endure Um, and I believe that God has given women that type of heart, that, that kind of heartbeat when it comes to being patient and, and knowing how to endure. And if you don't have that now, that's not something you're asking God for now. Being able to submit unto God as a single woman is going to be very, very hard for you to submit to a man. So what do I mean by submitting to God? I know for me, um, prime example, I tell this story often. Um, well, there were two instances where I knew God was preparing me for marriage, but I think the, the one that stands out the most was when my husband and I, um, broke up and we broke up what December of 2013. <clears throat> and it was a, it was a bitter breakup. It was a pretty big one. It wasn't, you know, infidelity or anything like that, but it was a hurtful breakup on both ends. And, um, it was during that time where my prayer shifted from Lord change him to Lord change me. So I had to start, um, there were things that I, I knew God was specifically working on me, um, about, especially my endurance, um, submitting unto God was during that time I knew God was getting my attention he was trying to get my attention I had to draw closer to him um I got closer to him my prayer life became just through the roof um I had to start getting I had to get in my word I I remember literally saying one scripture every day whenever I felt like I was slipping or um my focus was getting off of God like I would just um, I would recite one scripture over and over and over and just saying that and getting that in my spirit and getting that in my heart and my mind. Um, it really prepared me 
or help preparing me to be a wife. And in those times in my marriage where I just literally had to pray and be quiet and not argue and not fuss and not fight and really submit and just be like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to pray about this. That was, I know during that time where my husband and I, you know, had broke up during our dating period. Um, So spiritually, you have to allow God to do the work. And even, wow, it was a lot that was going on during that, that amount of time. Even my social media, like God was telling me to clean up my social media because I knew that a lot of the pictures that I posted was for attention. So I knew like some of the poses, some of the clothes that I wore that I knew hugged my curves the right way, you know, the type of angles that I took pictures in and things like that, because the Holy Spirit was letting me know often that your husband is watching, like your husband, your future husband, your future spouse is watching you. So it's a lot that, you know, you have to allow God to do and you have to be in a position, ladies, to allow God. You you have to be in a position to submit to God now. And I know that there's, there's, you know, things in our lives that God is trying to work on. He's trying to deliver us from. Um, You cannot go into a marriage, you know, with all these issues and all these, you know, um, uh, what am I trying to say? All of these insecurities and wanting attention. Like you have to be in a space. I know for me during that time, I had to be in a space where I was okay with being by myself. Like I was okay with not giving anybody my number because I knew during that time God was preparing me to be a wife. So that meant I can't, I couldn't be in the club every weekend. I couldn't, you know, be getting drunk with the girls and, you know, just, I had to move differently. Like Jamal said, for the man to, um, be the husband before he is one, that's the same thing. Like you have to be in the mindset of a wife and some of us are just not ready. Some of us are just not ready to move into wife. That's why God has not brought, you know, your husband to you because there's still things that you won't submit to him about. Like you won't give him, you know, that attention, you know, problem that you have or just wanting attention, wanting um, a man so bad or or wanting um you know, a relationship so bad that your focus is off of Christ. So you have to get so submitted to him first. And then you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised who he brings your way and who, you know, he'll prepare you for. What do you think? Be quiet over there. Yeah, I'm I'm letting you talk. Um, I agree. So, okay. So, mm-hmm. when I say until when I say until, watch and pray. Benediction is out. Now, outside of the spiritual, what does a woman need to do? <laughs> Did you say benediction is out? Um, outside of the spiritual, um, definitely discipline. Definitely discipline. Um, and, and discipline can go... You know, that's pretty much the springboard, I think, for everything when it comes to, you know, your mouth, 
you know, how you respond to your husband, how you talk to him, um, what else, what am I trying to say? As far as, you know, the expectations you set in the marriage, being able to see those expectations through, um, you know, if you are a stay-home mom, having the discipline to make sure things are in order, um, that stuff you have to do now. Like, you you have to prepare yourself in being disciplined. Um, just having a disciplined life. Because it takes discipline to cultivate a home, to cultivate a marriage, to, co- to be a mother. Um, so definitely, you know, get in position with your discipline. And sometimes it could just be as simple as, you know, just certain areas in your single life, God, you know, is working on, but you have no idea how he's um, preparing you for marriage. So I know like it could be that something as simple when you're single, working on your weight, being disciplined to working out, eating healthy, that can really be translated into being prepared, preparing yourself to be disciplined in your marriage. What? You don't think so? No, I agree. Discipline. What are you what are you trying to say? Like I think you you trying to No, I think I think you're 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 right there. Um as far as a woman, I agree. I think um women want to know as well outside of the spiritual Mm-hmm. realm outside of what God says how to be a wife I yeah think. but I feel like that's like right. I don't know I, th- I think I for mean, me I personally feel if you tie that into everything then some women are just going to feel that they can't relate to it right okay so I think you need to give women some substance outside of the biblical realm and give them some real because when you just apply the spirit, I and I agree, I believe that there is spirit along with every single mm-hmm. word and every single action that we do. Yeah. But I also feel that women want to know, okay, Shemaya, I'm not as deep as you, so I can't pray. Well, I don't think that's being deep. I was just giving well, my, that's your, my your experience, experience right? right? So I think we should help the women outside of the church. Right. What mm-hmm. about the woman that still has the desire to be married, but she really just don't know God like that? Mm-hmm. Right. Is there any characteristics or any thing that you can give the woman that may have uh, just been to church and has never really had a conversation with God? And, you know, she's only been there because her friend invited her mm-hmm. a few times. Um Okay, I get what you're saying. You know. Yeah. I think um, above all, I think character matters. I think your how you carry yourself as a woman, that's that I think that's just across the board, whether you're a church girl or you love God or you don't. I think when a man gets to a point where he wants a wife, his mentality changes. Like, he's not looking for the one-night stand or the girlfriend or the girl he met at the club, you know, who's, like, pissy drunk and, you know, got the shortest dress on in the club. Now he's looking for somebody to take home to mom. He's looking for somebody who can be respectable, 
um, in her character, in the way that she um, carries Let me, let me stop you right there. You said something that's very important. What? Depending on the type of man that you get, evaluate his relationship with his mama. Mm-hmm. That will tell you a lot about a man. Look at the character of his mother, how she handles herself. Right. Because 99% of the time, that's what he, he is gonna looking want you. for his mama, mama to marry. Right. That sounds creepy, and is, but that's the reality because that is... And that's why I say look at the relationship because a lot of times that's the type of woman that he respects. That's right. the type that of he woman respects, right. that he feels is how a woman should conduct herself on a daily basis. Right. So, so yeah, and you know, it like I said, it's your character. I think above anything, I think that's what a man looks at first when he's looking for a wife. I don't think that's the first thing, you know, any man, whether he's a Christian or not, you know, I don't think he's really necessarily going, okay, is she saved? Is she a Christian? I think the first thing is her character. How is she carrying herself? And um, I think also... Well, first thing a man looks for is the physical. Okay, the physical. So character is the second thing? No. I think, no, I'm talking about when he's looking for a wife. Like, I think the physical is the first thing that maybe... you know that gets his attention as far as like oh she's pretty okay what is she like you know type of thing but i think like when it comes to really being serious about marriage i don't think you guys are looking at the physical first like that's not the first quality you guys are looking at right no the the physical is definitely to get you to the dating period right when considering the married, yeah, we're absolutely. Okay, are you going to let me finish? Because you keep yeah, interrupting me. I know, because I got I to gotta teach you. <laughs> you know. Are you done? Yep. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I think character. Character goes a long way. And, and ha- before I was really interrupted, I was going to say, um, that was one of the things that I, um, <laughs> That was one of the things that I I had to pay attention to. Like I mentioned, my social media, you know, I had to get in the mindset of a wife and really like clean up my act and really look at myself and really say to myself, okay, so why are you posting these kind of pictures? Like, you know, like, why are you, what is my real intention? What is my real intention behind you know, posing at a certain angle that, shows and a, that serves my booty and my little waist, and you know, yeah. And now you've evaluated and said, I don't need that. I don't need right, absolutely. But what I'm saying, but in during that time where I knew I was being prepared to be married and be a wife, I had to really look at that and say, okay. So my reason for doing that was to get a man's attention, but now. And looking at the type of attention that I got, it was like, okay, that's not the type of attention I want when I am preparing myself for marriage and me wanting a husband. You know, I I want the man to not look at my body and, you know, be drawn to my body. Of course, yeah, that's, you know, natural, you know, for a man to do, but I wanted to present myself as more than you know, just physical attention. 
One of the other things I forgot to mention when it comes to a man considering marriage, um, you you have to make sure you're ready. You mean the man has to make? Okay, yeah. Well, actually, I, I think both, really. More so men because we are... We naturally have a higher sex drive. We're naturally more attracted by the physical. Because what happens... I used to think when I was a teenager that the moment you got married, your eyes closed to other women. Right. <laughs> and you just... you. I'm serious. And mm-hmm. you couldn't see the thighs, the hips, the butt, the breasts, mm-hmm. the lips, the legs. You couldn't see any of that once you got married. Right. And then I remember one of... Um, my friends got married way before me, and uh, and that's when I realized, oh my God, even after marriage, your eyes are still <laughs> uh, open. Those curtains that block all of that yeah. that's going on, that, those don't close. So you've got to make sure that you've got the discipline to uh, look, but don't touch. Right. So... Um, that's important as a man. I feel like that had nothing to do with what I was just saying. Though. No, it didn't. interrupted me. Yeah, but I felt like I had to get uh, that point out because I was going to forget. Okay, because we were talking like, about... And I feel like that is extremely being, important. Okay, so because we were talking about attention. That's why you felt like you well, needed to kinda, say that? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, so that didn't go with what I was saying. About character. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think, no, what I was saying is with social media... You know, and I'm talking to women who desire marriage. Like, if you don't desire marriage, do what you do. Like, there's no judgments. But no, if you I'm desire, you no, babe, oh. no. Sorry. What What I'm saying is, you know, if you are you done interrupting me, mm-hmm. that's marriage. Like, when you have to raise your voice. Mm-hmm. But, babe, come on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um. No, what I'm saying is when it comes to, you know, because, and I'm saying social media, I'm referencing social media because that's how, you know, we're millennials. That's how everyone communicates. That's how everyone sees you. Um, that's how people peep game and, you know, see, how, you know, who you are and how you are on, you know, by your social media. So, you know, as women who want marriage and desire marriage, you don't know who's watching. You don't know who's looking at you. You don't know who's saying, okay, Lord, you know, who's my wife? And it could be you. That woman that that man is praying for could be you. And he's in a point in his life where, you know, he's not looking for a one night stand. He's not looking, you know, to go to the club to find his his wife. Like he's looking for his wife and he's looking for good character and how she presents herself. So, I would say with your social media, if you're in a space where you're, you know, you want marriage, you got to play the part. You got to present yourself. You have to be the respect that you demand. Like you can't demand respect. And then you're putting yourself out there like, okay, everybody look at me. I'm available. Like that was one of the things my husband said in the previous um, episodes was that there was a certain way I carried myself. There was a certain way that I demanded respect, you know, in our relationship and even, you know, when we broke up, 
you know, like he can tell you, like he still appreciated the fact that even after we broke up, he could look on my page because I know he was still looking. Um, <laughs> that he could look on my page and still see, like, okay, yeah, she's still respecting herself. She's not so heartbroken. She wilding out. She in the club, you know, acting a fool. Not to say anything is wrong with going to the club. I'm just saying, like, you know, being in a space where you are um, wanting marriage and desiring marriage, there's just certain places and, and just certain things you just don't do anymore. Right? Am I right? I mean, we're not in the club as married people. I mean, if we are, you know, if I go, it's for a friend's birthday and stuff, but it's not on the same thing like I was when I was single, wasn't thinking about marriage. You know, I'm going to go kick it with my girls and have a good time and wear this dress and get as much attention as I can. Um, But yeah, character, I think, across the board. I agree. What else? You're really getting on my nerves. (laughs) You're really getting on my nerves. Um, I don't know. Positioning yourself for marriage. What do you have to say? I mean, I'm sure because the man is the hunter. The man is the head. You guys are the ones who are to find us. So. Well, I think like you said, we're, we're the hunters. So after we've determined the physical and we've tested the, the character, mm-hmm. then um, I think what's important as well is not ignoring those red flags mm-hmm. while you're dating. Um, yeah. And then addressing. Did I have any red flags? Hell yeah. <laughs> you have some red flags. You definitely have red flags. Sure. But I think like the red flag situation is really you asking yourself, you know, is this something I can deal with? Is this mm-hmm. something I can put up with in the end? If this person never changes, will I still love this person? Will I still stay with this person? You got to consider those red flags. And I think that's the answer you have to give is if they never change, mm-hmm. am I okay with this? Right. And if you're not, because the problem is with a lot of marriages, where marriage fails is expectations not being met. That's all marriage is. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. When, it, when you break it down, it's two people. What is my expectation? For you to love me. Mm-hmm. For you to communicate with me. And now, mm-hmm. you've got a red flag that says you got like a, a really bad nervous twitch when you get mad. <laughs> um, and you're okay with that. And you say, oh, I can handle that twitch when you get mad. Then okay. Now, if the other red flag is, oh, I don't know. Um, a really, 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 really um, bad hair day. <laughs> what? How is that a red flag? You never know. You never know. <laughs> to somebody, to some man, a man, and that's what I say. It's about expectations. 
if he requires, or don't let me say require, but he if he wants your hair done or expects all times of the day, and he don't like the the uh, head rags at nighttime, guess what? Somebody's gonna have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. So whether you want to call it a red flag or just obvious whatever it could be attitude it could be yeah. being a mama's boy being a daddy's girl it could be dealing with their family that's yeah. one thing I, I know my dad taught me he was like look there's two things he told me that have just stuck with me since day one he said look you ain't just marrying a girl don't be marrying into no crazy family cause mm-hmm. that family could be a whole no- thank god I've got a wonderful uh, family with Dado and Mimi and and I got his in-laws. Uh, two wonderful brothers that respect me. Um, yeah. So you know, I I, I I married into a very good, stable family. Right. Um, we both did. We both did. We, we really both. We did. both did. But it could be worse could because be. there are a lot of dysfunctional families, and I, you know, yeah. and, and hearing about dysfunctional families that kind of surprised me. Growing up, like, wait a minute, you and your family, y'all cousins, y'all can't go to a Thanksgiving without fighting? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But, um, you know, on either side of my mom or my dad's side of the family, we don't, I don't deal with that. And then I don't deal with that on the in-law side right. that I know of. I mean, I've, we, no, we typically all. keep it immediate. So, um, but all of those things are to be considered, so. Outside of that, I think um, it's it's good to know who and what you're getting yourself into. And don't ignore it. And I'll also say, I know for experience, um, one of the things you should definitely look at, too, is how that person handles um, disagreements, arguments, um, mm. things like that. Because that is very... Very, very. That that's like probably like. I'm the it, worst at that. It has to be like the top three. <laughs> I'm the worst at in marriage, because, because all I want to do. Can is you let me up. talk? Oh, I'm saying you. You wanted me to be. The, okay, but then you like wanted you're, me to be you're the, interrupting the, me. That's so rude. I'm letting you talk, and you're interrupting everything I'm saying. Because I got so much to okay, say. Okay, but keep table it. <laughs> what does that mean, table it? Hold on to it. Hold hold on to oh, your thought. Okay. You're supposed to say put a pin on it. And put I'll a pin on whatever. But I think that's one of the um, and then it goes back to that expectation of you know if this person, you know, never change in this situation, you know, if this type of character flaw, can I still handle it? But I think that's so important to really look at how a person handles conflict, how they handle arguments and disagreements. Um, somebody, I forgot who told me this, but they said it is healthy to actually argue than to be silent because you're, you're communicating. It's a form of communication. Of course you want to do it effectively and you don't want to do it to a point where you're degrading each other and things like that. But, you know, you have to see, you know, what works for you as far as what you can deal with and what you can't, like, can you deal with the silent treatment? Can you deal or can you not deal with the silent treatment? Can you deal with somebody cussing you out? You know, if you can, are you that type of person that cuss them back out? Like, you have to look at that because that is a huge 
huge part of marriage is the fact that you're you're going to always argue, you're going to always disagree. So I think that's so important in marriage is to really well when you're dating, pay attention to stuff like that because it's different once you get married than when you're dating. You know, you can argue and then hang up in each other's face and not talk for a week. You can't do that when you're married. It's no walking off. It's no leaving. It's no, well, F you and your mama and your daddy. Like, you can't do that and then go and, you know, be with your your boo, your side piece. You can't do that. So you have to, I think that's huge. Really look at that. Look at those things. Like, if a person is very hard with forgiving and showing grace and working things out, like, really look at that. That's huge in your marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that's something we worked on, my husband, when we were dating. That was one of my red flags with him. But he was um, very coachable. That's another thing. You got you to gotta really look at if a person is willing to learn with you. Because that's another huge component of marriage is learning and growing together. You're forever learning each other. You're always each other's teachers when it comes to love and communication. So, you know, a person has to be open to learning. Um, but my husband, that was one of his one of my red flags is that, you know, he's very mild-toned. He does not raise his voice. So if he doesn't raise his voice and I'm raising mine, he completely shuts down. So there were things that I had to learn about myself that it was a red flag to him that I had to change and work on. Um, and he had to change and work on. And, and one of the things we realized about that is we argue the same way our parents do. Yeah. I argue exactly how my mom does. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying to some people because... It's very annoying. Literally, <laughs> at 32 years old, I have never heard my mom raise her voice or heard a curse word come out of her mouth. And I honestly believe that because she's very mild-toned. Like, she does not... I mean, even at her grandkids, she doesn't raise her voice. I have never heard my mom raise her voice. My mom always just went, Jamal Damien, come here. And when she talked in that tone, I knew I was in trouble. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't spanking, spanking me, pulling out a belt, and smacking me. Didn't I tell... No. She said, come here. She said, give me your arm. <laughs> and she would lift up my arm and pinch me under my arm. And then, and then she would talk. And then, she, then she would whisper and say, <laughs> didn't I tell you not to do that? <laughs> oh, my God. That's like, it's like that's low-key creepy psycho. <laughs> did I tell you not to do that? Okay. Now go in your room and don't you say a word. Wow. And I that's exactly how my mom would do that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I argue. I don't raise my voice. I don't scream. Well, a lot of times my husband just doesn't respond. And one of the things I've had to help him understand is that, that silent treatment is just as bad as, you know, raising your voice because it's, it's you're doing it to not communicate. So to me, it's hurtful, you know? So I've had to help him understand that okay you have to communicate 
And he's helped me understand that the way that I communicate is ineffective because I raise my voice. I get upset. If I'm mad, I it's 10 and all I see is red. So I've learned, you know, within my marriage or I'm learning how to mm-hmm. <laughs> how to better um, communicate and communicate effectively with him. And that was, you know, I think that was our red flags, one of our red flags in our dating period is how we respond to conflict. But we're doing better. We're doing a lot better. Yeah, we're only only four four years in. Yeah. We got a lot to learn. A lot. (laughs) A lot. We ain't at the 10 year mark. A lot to learn. Yeah. And really, we're not not claiming to be experts. We're just telling you what we've learned. What we've learned, yeah. in, In four years' time. And the thing about it, too, what we can anticipate is we're going to have to start all over again. Hmm. Because you're going to change and I'm going to change. Yeah. And then we got to learn each other all over, over again. again. Holy moly. And that's the thing with, um, <laughs> with marriage. It's, it's This is why, like, you should never go into marriage lightly. And I know social media is just just a platform for people to just kind of compare and oh my god I want to be married I want this type of wedding because of Instagram but if you are not willing to learn if you are not willing to submit if you're not willing to position yourself and I'm telling you like marriage will take you out you'll you'll be done the first six months to a year the first year you'll be out Mm -hmm. Because you're forever learning. And I learned that, like, wow, like, okay, I'm not just learning about him. I'm learning about myself. You know, just when you think you got it and you understand, it's like, dang it. Like, yep. damn, and, I don't get it. And, and as, soon as, as soon as we think we've got it figured out, life can, Ooh, instantly. you know, just change yeah. things up. And, and we got to be able to switch it up as well, you know. Yeah. I mean... We, we we had a really solid routine and then I changed jobs. Yeah. You know? So there was some more sacrifice and compromise on her end. Yeah. Um, but, and that sacrifice and that compromise dealt with a lot of emotional mm-hmm. um, repetition that we had because there was a expectation and we got comfortable with the amount of time that we were spending with each other yeah and then that changed um Mm -hmm. and then there was more sacrifice on my end as far as uh money so that changed because that also has to deal with the emotional aspect because there's a balance there so it's 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 never the same as soon as you think you figured it out and you say okay Let's go on cruise control um, right. for the next 60 years. Um, yeah. You're going to get a completely different uh, detour. Um, yeah, and don't even talk about, you know, ch- adding children to the Oh, mix. my God. That was a whole different... Oh, I mean, that that's probably... And, and it, it's crazy to say that. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably our biggest conflict right now and it's not that either one of us like don't enjoy being parents Parents, like we absolutely love it like right absolutely love it but then there's 
There's changes. Time. Yeah. For us to spend with each other. And then it's time for us to spend with Sarai. Yeah. Then we're learning how to parent together. And then we're learning how to... um, Pay attention to each other. Make sure we don't lose the attention. And then the expectations around the house. Right. um, On who does what and when and where and how. It's a lot. We just (laughs) had a discussion yesterday. I I had to to check her. I mean, low-key, my husband did put me in my place. Like He he did. In her place. That was a victory. Simmer down. Simmer down. No, tell him. That's another thing about marriage. You got to be humble enough to know when, you know, you got to be humble enough to be quiet and listen Mm -hmm. and and know that you're not always right. You're going to make mistakes. Because that was a victory last night. Yeah, because he's never right in the marriage. I'm always the one that's right. So the fact that I was able to humbly, humble, humbly listen to him, humble say, myself. Yeah, you're right. And say, yeah, you're right. And Wait, what did you say again? You're right on Ooh, that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Calm yourself down, okay? But, you know, we had a discussion yesterday and... I literally had like no. I normally no have comeback. a, a comeback. I like I. I always Shh. come back with Jamal. Let me talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just. I was just. Okay, stop. Now being, you're being rude. I was being a colored commentator. I'm gonna just wait till you're done. I'm done. Okay. So we're. You know. I really had no rebuttal. Like I couldn't say anything back because he was absolutely right. And then I got up this morning and did whatever he, you know, asked me to do during that conversation. And I just saw a shift in tonight. You know, I saw a shift and change in how we, you know, even down to the parenting was different. How we handled Sarai tonight because, you know, we had a conversation on the expectation. He set the expectation. We agreed to the expectation and I had to follow through and that's what he had to do as well. So we're learning, you know, even with those type of steps, you know, just taking those little baby steps and having the effort to talk. Like, And now you get rewarded with some D. Okay. On that note, we're going to go ahead. <laughs> My husband is just you too much. That's not, the, that's not people's business, babe. Nope. But welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I told y'all he's a whole clown. He's a whole fool. So that's our take on positioning yourself for marriage. I think we kind of went into, you know, our, our how to keep <laughs> position yourself and then how to keep your marriage. But I hope you guys enjoy this um, podcast, this episode, and we're going to come back to you. Hopefully we can um, do another episode this week. Our anniversary is tomorrow, October 17th. So we're really excited about that. We have plans this weekend that I'm excited about because I love a a little getaway. Anytime I can just get away for a little bit, I'm excited. So, um, yeah. You have anything to say? Nope. I'm ready to go. Be quiet. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating share um on your social media give us your feedback you guys i love your comments and um thank you again so have a great week talk to you later thank you again bye-bye